Welcome to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast, the premier provider of leadership consulting, culture shaping, and senior level executive search services. Every day, we're privileged to talk with fascinating people who are shaping the future through their leadership and vision. Each episode, you'll hear a different perspective from thought leaders and innovators. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Netsley, a principal at Hydric Consulting Singapore. And in today's podcast, Understanding the Online Breadcrumbs, I'm speaking with Jorn Lysigen, founder and CEO of Meltwater. In October 2017, Jorn launched his first book, Outside Insight, Navigating a World Drowning in Data, which includes concrete tips about how any organization can capture important strategic insights by working with external data. Jorn, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you for having me. So the reason we wanted to speak with you today really centers around your new book, Outside Insights. Can we take just a couple of minutes and hear from you? What's, What's the idea that is behind this book? What is an outside insight? The idea behind this book is very simple. And the idea is that external information has a big role to play in decision-making. So today, executives mostly focus on the internal data. And the argument I make in the book is that in the next few years, outside insight will be much more important in decision-making than internal data. And where do you get these outside insights from? What's the basic model for acquiring this data and presenting it to a business? Yeah, so outside insight is really all the external information that is produced outside your company. So that could be job postings, it could be social media, of course, online news, it can be patent filings, online ad spend, and web traffic data. In this day and time, there's just plethora of data types available on the internet that contains incredibly valuable competitive intelligence. And I love the name you have for this. You call them digital breadcrumbs, if I'm correct. (laughs) That's right. So, you know, we believe that in this day and time, it's actually very hard for a company to do anything without actually leaving online breadcrumbs. And uh, the thesis in the book is that if you follow those breadcrumbs and analyze those, you will be able to understand your competitor's intent and really what happens in your industry. And I'm curious, where where did this idea come from? How did you, was there an aha moment or a particular experience that led you to this insight? Yeah, so in late December 2011, my management team and myself, we had a two-day offsite. And what we tried to do was really to create a five-year plan for Meltwater. But first, we want to understand where the world was going. So we discussed for two days in the basement of the W Hotel. It was a dark room with very little sunlight and barely oxygen. But after two days of discussion, we stumbled out of the room with the conclusion that in a five years time from then, there will be an entire new software category emerging. And this software category will be to external data, what BI is to internal data. And we believe that going forward, this software category will be one of the most valuable tools for decision-making going forward. As I start to think about the implications of what you're saying, maybe I can illustrate by asking a follow-up question. Sure. How often, going back to 2012, how often would you and your leadership team hold up in the bottom of a W hotel or anywhere (laughs) in the world? How often would you have done that kind of formal outside-in planning? 
we will typically do that about once a year. And that, that would be the question or the answer that I would expect as I work with organizations here. More or less the same thing. We'll get together once right. a year, one day, one and a half days. Let's run Porter's Five Forces. Let's <laughs> run scenario planning, figure out what's going on, and we'll go forward with some competitive advantage for the next 12 months. But if I've understood you and the argument in the book, you're really challenging that model, aren't you? That's right. So we believe that decision-making will actually change quite dramatically. So not only will you leverage a lot more new information in your decision-making, but the pace with which you make decisions will be much, much faster. So the opportunity with external information is really to understand all the externalities of your company. It's really trying to understand all the external forces that influence your company's future decision. Um, so, you know, in real time, you can then see threats emerging. In real time, you can see opportunity emerging. So the mode of operation going forward, we believe, will be much more real time than, than the currently... Uh, pattern is in decision making. So that outside analysis shifts from being once a year to every day. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, we believe that external information can be used today to track in real time Porter's Five Forces. So imagine if you can track Porter's Five Forces in real time and you constantly get an update on how your external forces is changing or impacting your competitive landscape. That will, of course, give you an opportunity to change direction adjust the course on a daily basis and actually in real time. Now, for me, that raises two follow-up questions. The second one would really be around accelerating the firm's performance around this data. But before I get to that question, mm -hmm. and please pardon me if I sound a, a bit con contrarian, but I can imagine a CEO or a CFO or a chairperson sitting out there saying, you're going to give me decision data based on job ads, on online ad spend, on LinkedIn connections or patent filings. Can I really make sound business decisions based on some combination of these breadcrumbs? I think it's a very valid question. The, my response would be absolutely. Because today, decision makers and executives are mining internal data. But the argument I will be making is that they're looking in the wrong place. Okay. Internal data, of course, valuable. But imagine if you can have a much more real-time understanding of the hiring patterns of your competitors, the investment patterns of your competitors. Maybe one of your competitors doubling the marketing spend in the German market. And right there and then, the, you can be notified that actually happening. This information, of course, is incredibly valuable for you. So by including those into your decision-making, your, your decision-making will be more informed and thus more effective. And what then, so if we can make more informed, more effective, real-time decisions, how then does that drive the speed of business? What happens inside the C-suite or the boardroom as we look at this presumably accelerated performance? Yeah, I think that what you uh, can see is that uh, the mode of operation will be much more real-time. 
is a constant tracking all the changes in your competitive landscape. And mostly the, the big changes, the, the uh, anomalies, do you really want to understand? So um, I can imagine in a boardroom, in real time, you will have an opportunity to benchmark yourself with your key competitors along strategic dimensions. Those could be client satisfaction, your investment in advertisement and sale, your investment in product investment, or whatever dimension that you deem particularly strategic to your business. Now, does this introduce a risk? Uh, we'll call it the risk of bias, that if your strategic leaders are operating in real time, does this then expose them to the classic biases we've all read about, the bias of, of available recall, for example? Or does it distort our view that we're looking at the first horizon rather than the second or third horizon, which is in many ways where the C-suite and the board need to spend a significant amount of their time? Is, is this a risk? I think those are valid questions. But the argument that I will be making is that external information is actually third-party data. And I would argue it will actually reduce risk. Really? Because you actually have an opportunity then to compare yourself, do an apples-to-apples -apples comparison or third-party data to really understand how you're doing. If you think about the current practice, mining internal data, in many ways, that's a very myopic uh, worldview. Uh, world you only see the world through the lens of your internal data. And without being connected to the rest of the world, it's really hard to understand how you're doing. And I can give an example to, to illustrate great, that. Great, great. Imagine that you that client satisfaction is one of the strategic dimensions that you want to compete in the marketplace. And imagine that you measure client satisfaction in terms of net promoter score, for example. And you created this ambition to improve your net promoter score 15% year over year. And then your team work really hard, they launch initiatives, and after a year, they are indeed able to, to improve their net promoter score with 15%. Maybe they hit the target and hit 16%. And, uh, and they celebrate, they're super excited and so on. But in their celebration, they completely forget their competitors. Their worldview is very myopic. It could very well be that your team and yourself are blissfully ignorant to the fact that your competitors in the same period improved their client satisfaction with 20%. So in your celebration, you think you have gained ground, you think you have improved, but the reality is that you actually lost ground to your main competitor. So if I'm hearing you correctly, what this really becomes is a balancing out where today we're very rich on internal data, which is historical or lagging data. And what this software does is balance that out with an equal amount of external and leading indicator types of data. And your day-to-day decision-making will be based on both. Absolutely. And, and, and the idea is that in order to understand how well you're doing, it's not enough to look at your internal data. It's not enough to look at only yourself. In order to understand how well you're doing, it is equally important to understand the overall industry. So internal data is mostly about yourself, but external data is about all the external factors. And to understand how well you're doing, you need to have as good a command of your external factors as your internal data. 
So in all the research you did to pull the book together then, did you in visit any businesses or organizations that are actually operating this way today? So this is this also inside theme is a very new one. So there are very few companies out there that have really in a deep way uh, embraced this. But w- you see that there are companies out there that invest heavily in external information because they look at that as a competitive advantage. There are companies out there, for example, investment firms that currently are investing heavily in software that automatically is identifying and tracking those private companies that are growing the fastest. And they use that or they use online breadcrumbs to identify which companies are the the most successful in the marketplace. So EQT, which is one of the largest private equity firms in Europe, they launched a software they called the Mother Brain. Yes. And this software mine all these publicly available data sources and use that to successfully find out which companies, which private companies grows the fastest and help EQT to choose investment candidates accordingly. Can you, are you able to tell us a little bit more about what Mother Brain does for them? So uh, EQT has been very uh, secretive about what information that they are using. Right, right. But it's um, pretty obvious that the kind of information they look at are job postings, web traffic data, social media, online news, and uh, I would also uh, argue that online ad spend. And all the, so basically all the breadcrumbs that I was giving you a contrarian question about is what's led to their success. Absolutely. And, you know, as every new technology, uh, you know, it's not necessarily so that new technology completely replaces everything in the past, right? But what Alta Insight does is adds more information. So if you want to make a decision, it adds additional information that you didn't utilize before. And the argument is very simple, that adding that information will make your decision more informed and more effective. There's an example that I included in my book that I really love, and that is how external information outside inside can be used for budgeting um, uh, processes. So very often I feel that, you know, if you want to create a budget or, or a plan for next year, you go back and look at last year's results, and then you maybe adjust some of those results a little bit uh, and create objectives for next year uh, in that way. But what I really like with the racetrack uh, company, which is a big retail organization in the U.S., not only did they look at last year's results, but they also really tried to understand what are the external factors that really would influence our results for next year. So they analyzed those factors and incorporate those into the decision uh, or into the budgeting process. And by doing so, they were able to increase the precision with the budgeting and and the next year's forecast significantly. So I think they improved it with uh, a 50% uh, precision. So rather than doing this once a year, they might be doing this kind of budget revision quarterly, perhaps, to be more precise. And that would be an opportunity they could as well to so adjust the course uh, uh, along the, the, the process. But um, I think just incorporating external information and factoring the externalities in the budgeting process for them really increased their precision in how they could forecast next year's sales. So looking ahead then to the future of work, how does this change what 
senior executives and board members are going to be doing? If, if we had to prophesize a little bit and say five to seven years down the road, here's what the, the change in their work might look like. What, what would be the top couple of points that come to mind? Yeah, there are a few. So for one, their decision-making will be a lot more real-time than before. And we touched on that already. The second thing I would say is that outside insight introduced a completely new level of transparency. If you sit in a board, often it's really hard to fully understand what's happening in the company. And you're really, you, you really just have to rely on the reports given by your management. But if there's one thing you know is that those reports, of course, will be subjective. Always filtered, always colored. Always colored. Unintentionally, often, but we are all humans, right? We have to survive in a political organization. Absolutely. But imagine then if you had the opportunity to have third-party data that could provide an apples-to-apples comparison, how you are doing compared to your competitors, and that would be the backdrop for all your discussions. You understood if you were investing on par with your main competitors in product innovation, if you were more aggressive on sales and marketing, and, and, and so on. I think that kind of backdrop and understanding of how you sit compared to the rest of the industry would be really valuable in all the discussions that you have in the boardroom and the discussion you have with the management for how they want to use the company resources going forward. Um, but what this also really leads to, I think, is a requirement for executives and board to be much more data savvy. Okay. And I would actually argue data science savvy because this software will be increasingly more sophisticated. So not only will they provide insights, they will also provide recommendations on what decisions to make. So a challenge arises and the software will spin up all sorts of simulations and go through all the combinations of possible outcomes and score and rank those according to risk return and maybe specific objectives that you have as a company. And in the midst of all of this, you're a human being that needs to make a decision. Right. If you just make the decision that the computer is doing, well, then you're not needed there. You're not ne- exactly. <laughs> we can uh, we can hire a monkey to do that exactly. job. Exactly. But I do think that the role of executives and decision making will be a very important one going forward. And partly there's a sense of judgment, but partly there's also the need of challenging the recommendations. Because, you know, a software, an AI, although it's algorithmic, is not, bi- is not unbiased. All AI systems are typically biased based on the design, based on the data that it was trained. So it's really important to have a human being to challenge the AI, to question the AI, or at least question assumptions. And once you do that, you can make sure that the recommendation from the AI is sound one, is that is applicable for this particular situation. And that, I think, will really be the differentiating factor between the really uh, good executives and the weaker ones in the future. Now, that's interesting. Let let me test what I'm hearing here. Yeah, absolutely. One, I hear you suggesting that perhaps intuition is going to play a key role in these decision-making processes. 
I'm hearing that good old-fashioned rhetoric, the ability to discuss and debate whatever the issue is on the table, and together reach a meaningful conclusion will be important. And as a part of that rhetorical process, I'm hearing that a good, robust challenge will be critical, that executives will be able to lend their insight through challenges and questions that force the rest of us to think in productive and meaningful directions. Am I, are these fair interpretations? I think those uh, are fair interpretations. I think the intuition is still going to be important. And fundamentally, you know, you need to know your business. You cannot, you cannot outsource, you know, uh, the understanding of your business to an AI. And it's actually very dangerous to outsource the understanding of your business to an AI. So I think intuition is still going to be an important um, factor. Uh, you can look at the AI really as a tool. It's like a GPS. It can tell you where you are, and it can help you understand the landscape. But whether you want to climb that specific mountain or walk around that mountain, now that's an executive decision. That's the decision-making that you still need human beings to make. And it's a function of your strength of the company, the underlying worldview where you think the world is going. There are lots of factors that come in that needs to inform that kind of decision. I think rhetoric, of course, is always going to be important. But I do think rhetoric founded in underlying data and a key understanding of the underlying assumptions are going to be the key. Rhetoric for rhetoric alone I think is has a, a waste of everybody's time and right. money. And I think yes. it had a bigger role and influence when the decision making did not have as much underlying data to support the decision. But in the future where AI is going to compress billions of data points into specific recommendations and specific scenario analysis, I think um, I think the discussions around the table are going to be very important. And, but the discussion will typically be found in the underlying data and the underlying assumptions and less about your rhetorical qualities. Right. It's rhetoric only used to make better decisions, to help the business succeed, to serve your clients. Uh, anything else becomes political or unproductive. That's right. That's that right. Point. Let me perhaps wrap this up by asking for some of your insight and guidance. Let's say that there is a board member or a member of the C-suite that's listening to this and says, this is the kind of insight our business needs. In fact, I had lunch with a gentleman yesterday who said exactly that. <laughs> so, on a true story. Right. But... What advice would you have for those senior executives who want to adopt an outside insight approach and transform part of their business? What, what would be a couple of the key insights you would share to help them through that transformation? Right. Um, so in my book, I, I have a chapter writing about recommendations of how companies and executives can start to tiptoe into the world of outside insight. But I really think it starts with, uh, you know, internalization that external information can provide a lot of really valuable insight on top of all the insight you're able to draw out of your internal data. 
So my recommendation will be to start slowly and start um, very basic, but but it can still create a lot of value for you and, and, and your management team. Should they be hiring data scientists? They may or may not, okay. depending on how uh, ambitious they are. But I think there are software out there today that can help them um, understand all this external information. In some cases, you actually want to use data science uh, scientists as well. But I think it's probably easier to just go out there and try to use the off-the-shelf software. Okay, great, great. Jorn, thank you for joining us today. And Jorn is the author of the new book, Outside Insight, published by Penguin. Fantastic read. And we wish you the best of luck with this new approach to Meltwater's business. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time. <laughs>